Previously on Wild Endeavors, the Wayward Sun's quest took them to the Paladin Fortress City of Brightmoon. There, an old friend offered to look for clues as to the location of the next legendary Crucius. Momentarily leaving their quest in the hands of their trusted companion, the Wayward Sons went to a nearby bulwark in search of answers for Therina's connection to the mysterious King in Yellow. Once there, the companions were quickly swept into a siege by an undead horde and found themselves facing an ancient undead dragon. As the awesome power and terrifying presence of the dragon truly sinks in, our heroes are left teetering on the edge. This is the story of the Wayward Sons, featuring Nick Feely as Elven Fighter, Aramil Galadinel. I hug Malkin, I'm like, please, I'm scared. Adam Rogers as the gnome rogue, Malkin Castle. I feel like Malkin's just kind of frozen, he's not hugging back. Evan Chamberlain as the human cleric, Elemin Corster. Oh boy. Alright, this is my life. Amy Jostino as the dwarven barbarian, Tharina Thunderhelm. And I'm dead. Devin Salisbury as the Eldrin wizard, Varys Leodon. Oh shit. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, the GM and producer of These Are Wild Endeavors. And now, episode 12, The Dragon's Maw. just inflicted on the dragon have been healed by some combination of cultist magic and zombie sacrifice. The five of you are on the outskirts of Paragon, the fallen city. Further in the city, buildings stand untouched, but here, near where a massive portion of the wall was destroyed, you are running and fighting amid rubble, piles of debris, and a few scattered pieces of ruined buildings. The dragon attacked from the south, Behind it, standing just kind of out of the way, but with a commanding view of the little battlefield, are four yellow-robed cultists. Elemin and Malkin are only about 30 feet away from the dragon. They are hiding behind different parts of the remains of a ruined wall. Malkin is still experiencing the effects of the dragon's terrifying presence. Across what was probably at one time an alley, Aramil has wedged himself against a slightly larger chunk of wall. He is also terrified. Standing about probably 30 to 40 feet away from him at what would have been the mouth of the alley, if the alley still existed. And basically right in front of the dragon is Thorina. Varys is on the other side of the street, probably about 50 feet away from the dragon. Just before it got healed, the dragon knocked Varys down, so he is lying atop a pile of rubble over there. And there are a not insignificant number of undead straggling around the area, making it a little bit more interesting for you to maneuver in. It is the top of the round, which means it is Varys' turn. Did I do? I, did I have any idea where the cultists were when I had like the vantage point originally when I saw the dragon and all that? Yes, you would have seen them, and then you've also probably like sensed and were seeing their magic. So you have a pretty good idea of where they are. I want to try to make my way towards them. I will use a bonus action Misty Step to get as close as I can to them. Okay. 
So you scramble to your feet and use the other half of your movement to run along this row of rubble that you were just on. It's pretty much parallel to the street, uh, but it gives you a little bit of cover from the dragon, which I know you were interested in. Um, then you disappear into a swirl of uh, silver bluish mist and reappear um, about 60 feet away from the cultists. I'll do that and try to, like, if I can, position it to where I, like, get behind cover there. Cover from the dragon? Yeah, there's, like, this column right here. We'll say that that's where you popped out of the misty step, and then you kind of just, like, slid around the one side of it. Okay, and then do I see any of the cultists at this point? Yeah, you see three of them. Okay, I just wanted to just know if I had line of sight on them or not. Mm -hmm. Could I use my action to attempt to hide yeah okay I would like yeah to there's enough there's that. enough rubble and stuff around you yeah go ahead and roll stealth so 20 okay you feel pretty hidden all right Therina, however is very much not hidden and so on the dragon's turn its head is going to flash forward like a snake and try to take a bite at her that is a critical Oh, man. But because you're raging, you are resistant to piercing damage, so this ends up just being normal damage. You try to get out of the way of this thing's gaping maw, but it's just a little bit too fast for you. As its jaws snap shut, one of its teeth half punctures, half slices open on your shoulder. You're going to take 14 damage from the bite itself, and then 10 fire damage as the part of you that is inside the dragon's mouth slowly starts to cook inside that furnace. I was expecting it to be much higher, even with half damage. And then, now that it's got a hold of you, it's going to try to keep a hold of you, keep you in its mouth. So roll strength. This is an opposing check. That is a 25. Oh yeah, that beats it. You feel like it tries to like lift you off your feet a little bit, so like it, it can control you better. Tell me about you, like just saying. Actually, since it's doing that, can I just like go with it? Since I'm about to have my turn. Sure. Like climb into the dragon's mouth. <laughs> um, if that's what you want to do, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do I know where? Do I know where dragons breathe fire from? It just shot a lot of fire at you from its mouth. That you are well, now. I know in. that, but like. There's a, is there like a fire box, like the voice box or something? <laughs> You're about to find out. Roll a nature check. Natural I... 20. <laughs> okay, and then whatever your modifier is, that's high enough to get you something. So because Therina hasn't really spent any time doing any kind of you know biological or physiological studies, so I don't think you know the specifics but from your time as a sailor before you joined up with the Ceruleans, you undoubtedly heard stories, sailors, you know, trading, trading tall tales back and forth. And the consensus was that there was a gland, like, near the back of the throat that allowed them to breathe fire. And you have no reason to doubt that. Alright. Well, guess what my first stop is? So what are you... What, what's the plan? I'm interested. Uh... <laughs> on Bahara. Okay, so we've already established the head's, like, massive. So how much room do I have, like, in the back of the mouth around the throat area? Well, we said the dragon's head is, like, the size of a car. 
So the back of the mouth area would be probably similar to the trunk of a sedan. Now, Therina is not super tall, but she is stacked, right? So there is some room to crawl around, but not much room for large or swift maneuvers. Why don't you tell me what your plan or your goal is for this particular endeavor? Okay, so basically, since it's got scales and they're trying to heal it, I want to destroy the fire things and do as much damage from the inside as I can without getting burnt. I do have a short sword. Okay. If that would be easier to use than my hammer. I think that would make a lot more sense in a tight space than a, you know, than a two-handed battle maul. Let's see what you can do. 28 for the first attack. That'll hit. And a natural 20 for the second. Ooh, Okay. 13 and 19 damage. So as you just start stabbing into the back of this thing's throat, you stab the first one in and just kind of like just stab into its throat. And the thing is is roaring. And then you stab into this, this coral reef looking thing. And it just bursts. And this like napalm like material comes splattering out. It is going to land on you and uh-huh. start on fire. Uh-huh. Um, you are going to take... 48 damage and die in the dragon. You're going to take 22 damage. And die in the dragon. And you're on fire, but pretty <laughs> sure that the dragon is not going to be able to use its breath weapon anymore. That's, right. that's its biggest thing, or one of its biggest things. That is a pretty big deal. Can I stop, drop, and roll and get on out of fire? Well, again, where you are right now, there's not a lot of rolling around options, but you do have your movement and your bonus action if you'd like to try to deal with the fire in some way. I could jump into the pocket dimension with Diggy, get off fire, and then come back out. I think you're going to have to wait till next turn to come back out of the pocket dimension, but you can definitely get in there this turn and get extinguished. Okay. So if there's anyone else in the dragon's mouth with you, they would see you shrink down and then disappear into this amulet. And so then from Diggy's point of view, you suddenly appear in the air near the top of the room, where typically there is water, but you've already emptied some of that out into Wardshire. And so you appear and then drop down into the water with her. And I think that she turns kind of her cracking head to the side just a little bit and gives you kind of this look that is part like, how did you manage to get completely engulfed in flames? And part her complete lack of surprise at some of the predicaments that you get yourself into. (laughs) And then for our sake, we get a shot, I think, of just the the Kraken amulet that is that little doorway into Diggy's pocket dimension is just sitting there in the mouth of a dragon. What does my knowledge of dragons say about getting swallowed by a dragon? That you would be in its stomach. Well, obviously, but is there, like, acid that's going to kill me once I get to the stomach? You don't think there's any stronger acid in a dragon's stomach than there is in anything else's stomach? But that's okay, still so I've got time. pretty strong acid, yeah. Well, yeah, um, but I've got time to, like, get out. Well then, since it sounds like you wouldn't be terribly upset about it, at the end of Thorina's turn, the dragon is going to use one of its legendary actions to swallow the amulet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I'm gone. Bye guys! What did you do? <laughs> the f- I'm gonna get fun thing is... 
I may or may not get picked up by a dragon. We'll see. <laughs> Thorina doesn't know that she's been swallowed by a dragon. Oh. Oh my god. I guess kind of part of my plan, though, was to, like... To get swallowed by a dragon? Yeah, so that I can fight it from the inside. It's super heroic. It's super something, yeah. Um, so Tharina is in an amulet in the belly of the dragon, though none of you really know that yet. Next is Aramil, who probably knows even less about what is going on right now because he was cozied up into a little alcove of this ruined wall over here, trying to stay out of the line of sight of the dragon because he is still frightened of it. I can't do anything that's possibly more exciting than that, so I am just going to do my basic step out and shoot some arrows at the guy and duck back in. Okay. So because you're still frightened, this turn you won't be able to duck back in because I would be moving toward the dragon. But oh, shit. You, could, you can pop out and shoot, but then you're going to have to I'm going to pop out and shoot, and then I'm going to try to run back behind the pedestal that I was on originally. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Okay. So you're still rolling with disadvantage, but let's go ahead and see what you get. Okay, so that's a 14. Nope. Ooh, that one's going to hit. It's a 24. That does hit. Damn it. 14 again. So the damage on that one will be... And I don't know if I said this, but sharpshooter. You can just assume I'm using sharpshooter every time. Actually, please continue to remind me. Okay. 25 damage. So again, like shaky hands, like a couple of shots go wide. And then your like your second one finds a, like a hole that's been torn in the, the dragon. And then running away from the dragon will take you back along the wall that you were just trying to scale. And that will kind of circle you around back to where you started. And back to near where Malkin is also hiding from the dragon. Um, and so yeah, you can do your wisdom saving throw again. Alright, come on, natural 20, because it seems like it's the only thing that's going to get me out of this. It is a 2. Okay. You're still very, very frightened. You've shot I'm this scared. dragon twice I'm now. Scared. And uh, you're afraid you've, you've angered it. I hug Malkin. I'm like, please, I'm scared. <laughs> What's Malkin do? I feel like Malkin's just kind of frozen. He's not hugging back. <laughs> just letting it happen. But we'll probably talk this out later. <laughs> Awesome. Some surprisingly touching moments coming out of this fight with an undead dragon. That brings us to Elemen. So I just saw my friend get swallowed, right? She disappeared into the mouth and hasn't come out yet. And the dragon there is like, it's dripping like that napalm out of it, like from between its teeth. Like, and as it falls onto the ground, it's like little pools of fire, like flash up and and then like slowly die out because there's no, there's nothing to burn. Alright, I'm going to... Which probably looks... Gnarly as fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a thing. I, I'm gonna get into this fight. All right, I'm gonna run up to the belly of the beast, literally, with my hasted action. I'm going to attack twice. Okay. Twenty-four. Battle hit. And the second is twenty-two. Battle hit too. Uh, okay, so I'm attacking with uh, Ulfbert. So that's a D8 twice, and then the fire. Uh, which is Radiant Fire. I don't know if that helps in any way. Hard to tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then I have to also use my uh, Divine Strike, and then I'm going to use some Smite. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to use a third-level Smite, so it's going to be another 3d8. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to burn my third, my two, le- my other two third-level spells. 
and then we will spare all those folks out in podcast land the math that went into that. So if you want to add all that up... <laughs> 87. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. you're going to have to give me a little bit of flavor on that one. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to charge up running, I'm yelling out as loud as I can, for the faux hammer, and the first hit is going to be like a, a big swipe up towards the, I guess, the, uh, the gullet. And the second strike will be another, like, swipe across. And as it's happening, it's almost like metal hitting steel, and you just see sparks and flame erupt from both hits. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So those are two big hits, and this dragon is starting to look pretty rough. I know some of my friends are hurt, so I have a bonus action still. So I'll do mass healing word. Um... I'm going to have to do that fourth level. That's uh, 12 uh, HP back to everybody. All right, so that divine light of Tempest kind of washes over the four of you. Some of the blisters and burns on your skin from the dragon's fire begin to recede and shrink. At the end of Element's turn, the dragon is then going to swing its tail at him in retaliation. And is going to hit him for 16 damage. Roll for a concentration. Uh, it's at 16. I rolled a 12, and I have a plus 4 modifier. So, yeah, so you, you hang on to the Beacon of Hope spell. Okay. That brings us to Malkin, who is still kind of huddled behind the one wall with Aramel now. Okay, so he kind of starts gathering his thoughts again and starts pushing Aramel off of him. And, because he's <laughs> hugging him, takes a deep breath again and then goes and peeks out from... Uh, behind the structure that he's hiding behind, mm-hmm. and once again tries to uh, shoot him with his short bow because this is very sad that he has not dealt any damage in two hours. So he's gonna try again. So disadvantage for being frightened, but advantage because the dragon is engaged with element. So just a normal roll. All right, he's using his last one. <laughs> All right. Okay, fine, maybe. Hold on. 19. That'll hit. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Redeem yourself with a sneak attack. 36 points of damage. Nice. So your hands are still trembling just a little bit, but the dragon is distracted by element. It's able to line up the shot and sink one deep into one of the open wounds on the dragon's side. Well, I'm glad I finally hit something, and I'm going to roll for my wisdom saving throw. Double nope. 12 and a 1. Alright, well, maybe your spirits are almost bolstered by that excellent hit. And then you realize that, uh, what if it was such a good hit, it just pissed the dragon off even more. Malkin uh, ducks back, back toward Aramil. He's not going to hug him, but he um, probably gets pretty close to him. Okay. So at the end of your turn, the dragon is going to jump into the air again, wings flapping. So Elemen, need a dexterity saving throw. This is my strong suit, 10. That is a fail, so you are knocked prone. As you are buffeted and knocked down, you're going to take 17 damage. Alright. Next is the yellow-robed figures. Two of them are going to cast spells on themselves. And the other two kind of start gathering some magical energy. 
and kind of just like like holding like these uh, like almost like just like holding like orbs of like yellow magical energy, and they appear to be waiting. At the end of the round, the figures begin to chant again, and four more zombies begin to glow with that internal red light. And the couple zombies that were already glowing stagger toward the dragon and explode. That viscous, almost tar-like black liquid seeps into the dragon and begins closing its wounds. And then, as the stragglers of this undead horde continue to move out of the city, that wide swath of area that Aramil and the Dragon's Fire had opened up is mostly closed. Again, this is not wall-to-wall undead, but it will make traveling through that area a little bit more interesting. So we are back at the top with Varys. I would like to use my movement and, if I need to, uh, a misty step to try to avoid zombies, and I'll head, like, north-northwest to try to gain a line of sight on that nook where they're all hiding. So you are south and on the other side of the street from where the dragon is. You're pitching and weaving, zigging and zagging through the ruins until you are able to misty step to a little partial wall near the yellow robes. Do I see them all there? Yes, and they see you as well. The two who are holding those magical spheres thrust their arm forward, and that ghostly yellow energy goes streaking right at you. Go ahead and make two dexterity saving throws. 17, 15. Okay, you dodge both of their projectiles. Oh, thank God. Okay. I would like to use Wall of Force and put a dome around them. Okay. Remind us again what that spell does and then like what this looks like. Nothing uh, uh, can physically pass through the wall, and it's immune to damage. Okay. And it's an invisible wall, so it's just kind of... It looks like nothing happens to them, and I'm just like... Kind of like, dust my hands off, and that's my turn. It is the dragon's turn. It is going to wheel around, and with jaws and claws flashing, it is going to retaliate against Elemon. And the lowest of its attacks is a 24. Jesus. Okay, re-roll one of those, please. Use luck for that. Okay. So your body is still moving from your own attack against the dragon. And so it's by just sheer luck that as that first claw comes swiping by that you're not where you should have been. But it immediately lunges again. And you take 15 damage as those massive claws rake along you, finding little gaps or in some cases just punching through your armor. The blow staggers you just enough that you are easy pickings for this thing when it comes in for a huge bite. You take 27 damage from that. Oh boy. Alright. That brings us to Therina. You are chilling in the pocket dimension with Diggy. No idea what's going on outside. What would you like to do? So I'm gonna use my first action to get out of the pocket dimension. How much room do I have? to move. So as you pop back out of the pocket dimension, you are essentially restrained. There's not a lot of room in this thing's stomach. Um, your arms and you are pressed to your side. Um, and actually, it's a little bit hard to breathe. 
Can I use Thunder Wave without the hammer? Not without the hammer, but you don't need to, like, swing or do anything to the Thunder Wave. Can I do that toward a side so it will hopefully create a space for me to, like, escape? You can definitely send it in a direction, but I think from within the stomach, there's no way for you to tell which way you're facing. Well, um, I'm going to do it anyway. We'll see what happens. I like that attitude, actually. Well, that is a that is a critical failure. So this shockwave normally would have just made the dragon really upset and like it would have hurt it but because it's been damaged and element just like sliced into its torso big section of its side it just explodes outward and Thorina comes tumbling out onto the ground covered in dragon guts the thing screams in pain for the first time like it's up to this point it's been like been roaring and angry this thing is now screaming in pain go ahead and roll your damage for that uh 19 okay i'm gonna go ahead and mark that as 40 <laughs> because you did just blow a big hole in the side of this dragon um, that was the goal all along so and yeah so... Gonna be like, element i need help <laughs> <laughs> i got you Oh, I love, I love that. So Thorina comes bursting out of the side of this dragon, like flops onto the ground, all this, this gore and this, this oily black goo all over her. And she's just kind of like, Elman, help. <laughs> and Elman, who is also on, like, has been knocked down, just kind of like rolls his head over, like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Aramil is up. <laughs> okay, who can guess what I'm going to do? All right, here we go. Do I still have this, I still have disadvantage? Yes. Yes. Okay, so the first one's going to be a three, and that's not going to hit. The second one is going to be eighteen. Fucking fuck. Okay, so that one's going to hit. It's twenty-five. One hit. So what's the damage? Twenty-five, as well. So I think the dragon is like thrashing around, having just had a dwarf burst out of its side. And so that's why your first two shots go kind of wide or like ricochet off of a harder piece of scale. But then with your third shot, you get a solid hit. Once Are I... you doing anything else? Yeah, I'm going to take my wisdom saving throw. All right, the first one's a nine. The second one is a six. So no. I hate being scared because I want to use action surge, but I... I feel like it'll be a waste if I have disadvantage on every attack. It's the only one way to find out. Yeah, fuck it. I'll use it. So, I'll actually use Hammer Shot. Just so the rest of the group knows, that is one of the Crucius abilities from Isurindel. It takes two of his attacks and combines it into one. If he hits, he rolls 4d4 for damage, and any three or four that he rolls gives him an additional d4 of damage. So as long as he rolls a 3 or a 4, he keeps rolling. Boom. Okay, so that's a 13 and a 7. So 7 plus 11 is 18. That does not hit. You're still using Sharpshooter? Yeah. That sucks. So as you pull back on a Surrendil, that arrow begins to glow with a golden light until it's almost nothing more than a brilliant bar. You release it and it goes sailing toward the dragon, but that fear still has its like claws in your guts. And so this beam of light goes just a little wide. Okay, so that was two of my three. So then I'll get the third one. 
And I think since I have disadvantage, I won't use sharpshooter on the third attack. Okay. That's a 19, which would be a critical for me, but I have to roll disadvantage. So that's a 6. Plus 16 is 22. That'll hit. And the damage is 7 plus 10 is 17. So then at the end of your turn, the dragon is going to turn and just bring its tail down like a hammer onto Thorina. And that is a critical hit. And I'm dead. So that would be 32 damage. But you have resistance to bludgeoning, so that is 16. Almost dead. And that'll bring us to Element. Okay. Bonus action. We're going to do a 4th level Mass Heal Word. Should get everybody again. And at 4th level, that'll do... 16? Yeah, 16. Okay, yep, 16. Uh, And then stand up, obviously. I forgot to do that. Go over to the dragon. Cast Inflict Wounds on it. Yeah, so go ahead and roll that attack. Okay, uh, I'm going to use Luck. My last Luck. 24 to hit. That'll hit. I gotta roll 70, 10. Uh, 34 necrotic damage. Oof. Yeah. And you're hasted, so you still get another action. So, uh, I'll just go for a second attack then. Uh, just regular hit. Okay. Ooh, that'd be a natural 20 on that guy. Nice. Alright, so we're gonna do what we did last time. And then I'm gonna use, uh, one last smite, uh, fourth level. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a 46. Okay. So another just colossal hit on this dragon. And it screams again. Anything else? Uh, no, that's all I can do. Yep, that's all I'm going to do. I hope he's pissed. Oh, very. Okay, so at the end of your turn, he's going to do his little hop in the air and fly trick. So, Elemen, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Therina, you, I think you, you automatically fail because you're already on the ground. 21. Okay. Uh, so you are knocked down again. Jesus Christ. And both take 13 damage. And then the dragon comes down just on the other side of the ruined building from Varus. Which happens to also be right near two of the glowing zombies that can heal it. So, Malkin, it is your turn. Alright, so much like before, he takes a deep breath and he runs back out. Probably sees that the dragon's further away, but um, can he see him at all? Yeah, you can still see him. Alright, but uh, so I'm gonna move out to the west just to get a clear shot. Okay. Come on, yes. Fuck you, dragon. 23. That'll hit. And uh, I'm gonna roll my damage. That's a lot of damage. Yes, it is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they don't call him Swear Dragon to God, Slayer. if Adam gets this kill after all the work that I did, I'll be pissed. They don't They don't call him Dragon Slayer for nothing. Well, he also got... I also did all the work for him last time. <laughs> 40, 46 points of damage. Oh, that is a lot. Um... Say, how do you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of damage. It's close, but no cigar. What does it look like when Malkin kills this dragon? Damn it! 
<laughs> so, like anything. Like, I. No. Ugh, come on! <laughs> Malkin, um. So he was shaking again, ducks back out from the cover, kind of takes a few more steps than he did the last couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a little frustrated because he only got one hit off this entire battle. So kind of puts like all of his strength into this one shot um, and aims kind of, I mean, if, can he see its head? Probably because it's taller than that wall. I yeah, say. I'll say you can. Um, and just aims like right for its eye. So we see this little gnome pop out of a ruined building and stand on the rubble. As he draws and takes aim at the dragon, we can see the bow shaking ever so slightly. He sets his jaw and the bow steadies. Then the arrow flies. Then it seems to disappear. Black goo suddenly starts to run out of the dragon's now ruined eye. And we see just the hint of fletching from the arrow that's now buried deep in the thing's skull. The dragon spasms just once, and then collapses like a marionette with the strings cut. Malkin and Aramil, you feel that terror that has been churning your guts suddenly disappear. So, I mean, Malkin's not going to, like, celebrate in the moment. I feel like he's going to now run toward um, between Elemin and Therina to see if he can help okay. either of them, since they're both laying on the ground. I might, like, kneel down to him and, like, poke him. Ugh. I'm okay. I'm awake. So the it is the cultist's turn. But so I think when the dragon falls, um, they go rushing forward and, like, smack into the edge of the of the bubble <laughs> and then kind of figure out what's happened. And they remember you popping over and casting something at them. They are going to... They are all going to kind of, like, summon those uh, balls of, like, yellow energy again and just fling them out. Both, like, probing to kind of, like, see where the edges of this shield are or where the bubble is and then yeah. also to see if they can they can break it, which they cannot. <laughs> so we are back at the top with Varys. I will just shout out to the guys. Uh, guys, the cultists, we need to go. And I'll make my way, like, in the direction of the cultists. Or, um, can I head, like, southwest? So you run along that wall that you were kind of hiding behind, and then between the corpse of the dragon and the rest of that wall, kind of around the side of the dead dragon, like using it as cover from the zombies on that side. So you would still have a line of sight on a couple of the cultists in that little dome. Can I misty step closer? Sure. And also avoid the zombies. That's what I want to do. You are running through the ruins, and then there's a swirl of blue magic around you, and you disappear. There's another swirl, and you reappear on this little rise here with a direct and full line of sight on all four of the yellow robes. I like it, and I will continue to stay there. Okay, that brings us to Therina. If I take a healing potion, does that take my whole turn? That's your action. Okay, so I'm going to do that. That's a superior one. Alright, so I'm going to get 29 points back, and then I'm going to... How close am I to the cultists? You're probably about 60 feet. Good. Then I'm going to throw my hammer at them. Okay. In that general direction. Sure. 
when you do so, it bounces off this bubble that you can't oh, yeah. see that is uh, around them. And that. then comes flying back at you. Well, shit. Um, well, also, because you couldn't throw your hammer with a bonus action, but... Oh, oops. Just for flavor, I like that idea. Like, you're you're frustrated that uh, Malkin stole your kill, so you just, like, whip your hammer as you're running towards them, and, and you wouldn't have known that Varys put an invisible shield around them. So this is how you found out. Yeah. Okay. Aramil, no longer afraid. All right. Can I get back up on the pillar? Absolutely. All right. And I'm going to try to fire an arrow at the cultists. Um, and so the first one that you fire but just bounces off. So I'll aim the second shot at the zombie with the red ring that's closest to the cultists. Okay. 27. Oh, that'll hit. Okay. And that's 25 damage. Your arrow catches the thing right in between its bulging fish eyes. And it falls like a water balloon, and there's just this burst of black goo. Without having to like, comb the map, are there any zombies that are close to people that, like, my party members? The Dragonfire cleared almost all the zombies out of the area where Thorina, Malkin, and Element are. But Varys has run over toward the yellow-robed figures, where there are a number of uh, undead stragglers. Okay, I'll take aim at the one that's just to the southwest of Varys. Okay. 18. That'll hit. And 22 damage. And that'll kill it. And that'll bring us to Elemen. You are laying on the ground still, and Elemen is poking you. Stop poking me! <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to start moving towards the cultist, I guess. I'm still hasted. I'm going to move, like, towards Varys. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to use my action to dash. I mean, you, you can get right or... up to Varys, or you can get, like, pretty close to the, the cultist bubble if you want. Uh, no, I want to get up to Varys, because uh, I have an idea. Okay. If you can drop this thing... I have an idea. Uh, I can rain down some hellfire on them and take care of a bunch of these zombies around them, too. That's exactly what I plan to do. So I'm, okay. ready. I'm ready. Just so everyone's... Uh, I'm I'm imagining, because Varys still has his mirror image up, that Elemen runs up and starts talking to the mirror image and not oh, yeah. the real Varys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Does the mirror image talk to me back, or no? It, yeah. it mimics what I do, so yeah. Okay, so it's like I'm hearing double... I'm hearing Varys in stereo then right now. Yeah. yeah. That brings us to Malkin. You had just run over and we're seeing to the prone Thorina and Elemen. Thorina hopped up and started running towards the cultists and threw her hammer. Then Elemen popped up and shot across the ruins, uh, running almost 100 feet in just a couple of seconds. What would you like to do? All right, well, since he's left me behind, I'm going to move... Um as far toward the cultists as I can get, I guess. Okay. So you can so, move dash and then bonus action dash if you want. Yes. Okay, so that'll bring you pretty close to where Element is. Next up are the yellow-robed figures. You can see them muttering incantations, and then yellow fire seems to like almost grow out of their robes and up their arms and to start kind of just swirling around their hands. And they just are standing there. Looks like they're waiting. And right. so that'll bring us back to the top with Varys. So I'm assuming I can just kind of like drop this. The bubble? Absolutely. Well, I'll do that. I will then uh, just cast a chain lightning at them. 
What's the saving throw on that? Oh, they have to make a deck save of 20. Your DC is ridiculous. I know. And then uh, it leaps to as many as three other targets, mm-hmm. um, each within 30 feet, and there happens to be three other targets. So you are targeting the first one with your attack spell. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Is this a charm? No, it's a sanctuary spell. 14 plus 8. Well, yeah, so you... As you go to, to target this thing, you see, like, almost like a, like a lens flare of, like, yellow light around it. And it, for just a moment, it distracts you, but your your mental fortitude is such that you just power through it, and that lens flare kind of, like, disappears, and then you shoot your, your lightning at it. So, let's see how they do. Go ahead and roll your damage on that. Alright, uh, 50. It's a big boy. Yeah. That is no joke. Lightning arcs from your hand and slams into the nearest robed figure like a sledgehammer. It then jumps to the next one, and then the next one, and finally the fourth one. In the midst of all that, you do catch another one of those yellow, almost lens flare-like flashes. When the smoke and the afterimage of the lightning bolt clear, three of them look badly hurt. Uh, but one of them looks like they took a little bit less damage from the spell. The only one that saved. Nice. But they did have um, attack spells readied, and so once they see that you can hit them, they're going to let fly. It almost looks like little comets of yellow energy come flying at you. Do I recognize uh, it in any, in any way? It almost looks similar to a spell you've seen Element cast, but it has a very different energy feeling and energy, like appearance to it because it's not com- coming from Tempest. Okay. Do I recognize it? You could use your reaction to do a religion check. Fifteen? Yeah, you recognize him as Guiding Bolt. Motherfuckers. Oh. I will, if Shield will help, I will do that then. You think, yeah, you think that it would. So what would that make your AC? Twenty-one. So these bolts come flying in, and you pop your shield. And we see that kind of looks like reality is breaking as two of the bolts slam into your shield. But then the other two slam into you. Okay. For 38 damage. And so unless you want to move or do a bonus action. Okay. Well, you know, I'll just, um, I'll just hang out there. That's fine. So that brings us to Thorina. You had started to charge at the cultists, thrown your hammer at them, and it bounced off of something invisible. And now you see Varus throw some lightning at them. They throw some fire back at him. What would you like to do? If I throw the hammer, can I use a thunder smite? Yeah, I would let okay. you do that. Sweet. All right. So I'm going to do that and see who I can hit. Uh, 29 to hit. Oh, that'll hit. 36 damage. So you call on the power of your Crucius. Lightning begins to crackle along the length of Baharoth, and you let fly this mighty warhammer. It is going to kill your target. Do you want to give that any flavor? I feel like I would toss it from, like, like people do hammer throws, and it just, like, spirals through, and then hits him right in the forehead and crushes his head in. The hammer hits with a thunderclap. 
and when it returns to you, there is just a smear of a ruined face on the head of the hammer. If I move closer to their whatever barrier thing, can I hide behind that wall that's like right next to them? Yeah. Okay, so I'll do that. Yeah, so you wrap and hide on the other side of the wall from the ruins that they've been hiding behind for most of the fight. So I can jump over and attack them next time. Okay, Aramil, you're up. Very much like Tarina, you just recently had one of your arrows bounce off of something invisible by these yellow-roped figures, and now all kinds of shit is flying their way. I'm going to shoot some arrows at the cultists. Okay, three sharpshooter attacks coming their way. That is a 13 only. That hits. 13 hits? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Cultists are weak. That's 27 damage. And that will kill him. Uh, what does that look like? How about the arrow goes right through his jazziest hand and he bleeds out? Um, yeah, sure. That's. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of artery or something there that it can you know, nick or hit or something that hastens along his demise. That's a 15, but I'm assuming that also hit 21 damage. That will kill them as well. Okay. And then you don't quite have line of sight on the third one. Alrighty, that's it for me. Elemin, you are charging through the ruins toward the yellow-roped figures, and you see Thorina and Aramil just dropping these things like flies until there is only one left. Okay, I'm going to run up and I'm going to tackle him because I wanted to leave one alive, so that's perfect. Okay. I want to grapple him and... Uh... Uh, wait, can I just like try to knock him out? You can try. Yeah, so I'm going to punch him like three times then. <laughs> How many attacks do you get? Two, plus I can use my War God, or my, my um, War Priest ability for that, too. Fourteen. Okay. Twenty-four. Twenty-one. Your modifier is four, so that is twelve non-lethal damage. I, I'd say I, I do the thing where I uh, sheath my sword and I just run up and like grab him by the scruff of his shirt and start punching him. Okay. And with your gauntlet on, you are making a mess of this guy's face. I am Uh, going to uh, say to everybody, I want to leave this one alive! (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a do as I say, not as I do sort of thing. (laughs) That'll bring us to Malkin. I think I'm just going to walk around the wall uh, to see what the hell Element's doing. Okay. And I might just shoot the closest zombie with an arrow, just for fun. <laughs> 22. That'll hit. And I'm assuming since I just came out around the corner, it's sneak attack? Sure. <laughs> it's dead, right? I mean, this is... <laughs> Unless you rolled all ones. Um... I rolled, what, well, four sixes so far. It's dead, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give it any flavor? This um, one, I just imagine it just like sliced through its gut and then it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Like, and then I just turn and say, "Element, what are you doing? Just kill them. No, leave kill them alive. Them. I'm gonna Why? interrogate them. Why do we always have to interrogate everybody? <laughs> for information. That's why. <laughs> well, ask them your damn questions and. Let's move on. Okay. So while you are having the shouted conversation with each other, 
Or I guess you can. Are you doing it in the link? I don't know. I'm, no, I'm definitely yelling. So Elman's yelling. You're still like wailing, like as you're wailing on this guy. Then, like as that third one like catches him in the gut and like kind of like he bows over just a little bit, and then he like lunges at you, and like put, gets a hand onto your neck, and just like smiles with his broken teeth and says, "Astur is coming." And he's going to hit you with an inflict wounds. Oh, I don't like this. I'm going to counterspell that, Helen. Okay. What level? Fourth. And remind us what the stipulations are. So if it's lower than fourth, it immediately is ended. Fourth or higher, I have to make an ability check. So yeah, so roll plus your spellcasting mod. He's really wanting to get you, dude. Uh, well, it's plus 12, um, and it's, uh, I rolled a 15. You see that that yellow magic start to kind of swirl up out of this guy's hand again, and you just what is your like? What's your counter spell look like, or what are you doing? Kind of like lights going out on on me, and then like coming back, kind of. Okay, so all those little star spots all over you uh, kind of wink out one by one until your skin is just completely black and empty, like the night sky, and then they all flare back at once, and for a moment it's like your entire body is glowing. And then when that fades and you return to normal, we see the the cultist's eyes go a little bit wide as he watches his magic fizzle. Do you say anything with that? I'd probably just be like, no, no, no. Not going to happen now. Nice. And that is the cultist's turn. So we are actually back to the top with Varys. Yeah, Um, I'm going to cast full person on That'll do it. The cultist goes rigid, eyes still wide, staring at Elman. There's a beat... And then the thud of a zombie falling causes you all to turn and look. Untouched and unmoving, it just lies there. Then you see another stumble and fall, also unmoving. Then you watch, almost as if a wave is washing over the stragglers, and all the way to the last of the horde, still attacking the castle. One by one, they all fall, and a quiet settles onto the battlefield. Is there any sweet loot around here? Thomas said that he really needed to start throwing stuff at us that like did more damage. Mm-hmm. He also said that this should be a cakewalk. This like, isn't like one of those things where like there's some secret to the battle that we're not. Nope. This I don't know. Is, is there? Remember, <laughs> ask it. Just ask it if it if, like wants to stop fighting. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that. Damn it. Use your eye the law from your other character. Hold on. Let me find these stats. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let me, hold on, let me find stats for dragon glands. Um, Go ahead and (laughs) roll your attacks. (laughs) What are they going to do? I bet they're going to do some cultist things. 
That sounded way different in my head. I'm going to mute my mic now. <laughs> I do too. Let's oh, see what happens. Natural 20. What? Well, you don't you don't roll anything. He does. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> Can I roll for it because I rolled a natural 20? Sure. Oh, it's been brought in. We've referenced a lot of shit on this campaign, but that's the first time bringing it on has been brought up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what was the reference? I missed it. Thomas said, like, in. it's already been brought in or something. <laughs> oh, it's already been brought. <laughs> um, sorry, let me, I need to read something else. I broke the DM, guys. <laughs> took, 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 what, four, almost four years? I did it. <laughs>